in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christianity from the first moment was persecuted. Actually, it started by the Lord Jesus Christ, Him whom they crucified on the cross. And then all the apostles were persecuted. All of them were martyred except John the Beloved. And also the 70 apostles, most of them were martyred. All of them were persecuted. And until now, Christianity is persecuted. And the main reason of persecu for persecution that Satan is against God. Satan, the word Satanail, Satan, means the opponent of God. He is rebelling against God. So the war is between Satan and God. Satan, in his mind and in his pride, he wants to destroy the kingdom of God, which he will not be able to do it. Because who can stand before God? As uh, Archangel Michael stood against Satan and told him, who is like God? How you want to put yourself like God and you start a war with God? And by the way, this is the origin of the name of Michael, Michael. Michael actually is three Hebrew words. Mi, which means who, ka, like, il, God. So, mi, ka, il means who is like God. And, and Satan does not understand this does not understand that he is just a creation created by God. So from the onset of Christianity until now and until the end of the ages, Satan will be attacking the Christian. But the Lord here promised us that he will be with us. He will not leave us. One single hair will not fall down without his permission. And if we endured, we will actually will be glorified with him. As he endured the suffering and he rose from the dead and was glorified by ascending into heaven. In the same way, if we endure the persecution, we will be glorified with him. But the Lord said here a word. He said, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. So the persecution is an occasion for testimony and by the way the word martyrdom is a greek word and means witness bear witness so the martyr is a bearing witness and the highest form of bearing witness to god is through shedding the blood so the martyrs actually are bearing testimony to God, bearing witness to God by shedding their blood. And all of us, we know about recently, the martyrs who were killed in Libya and how their news spread to the whole world and how many people turned into Christianity and believed in Christianity because of these martyrs because of their story, because of their strength, because how they did not uh, yield under the pressure of persecution, but courageous people who endured to be 
killed for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But to bear witness for God is not only by martyrdom. There are several ways to bear witness to God. And the highest form, as I said, is shedding the blood. But there are many ways. And each one of us as Christian, we should bear witness to the Lord. The Lord before his ascension, he said, you will be witnesses of mine in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So when I say I am Christian, I am bearing witness to Christ. But how in a practical way to bear witness to Christ? Number one, by our words. When we speak to others about Christ, when we invite others to come and tell them, taste and see how sweet the Lord is. The Christianity is spread not by sword, but spread by the word. The apostles went everywhere and started to speak to the people about the good news of salvation. God loves you. God died on the cross for you. God wants you to inherit the kingdom of God. God has a place reserved for you in heaven, as you heard it today in the Pauline epistle from letter of St. Paul to Romans chapter 8, how St. Paul said, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs with Christ. God adopted us to be his children, and thus he gave us the inheritance of the kingdom of God. So you can be witness for God by your words when you speak to others about God, when you preach to them the good news of salvation. The second way to bear witness to the Lord is by your behavior, by your conduct. So the people, when they see you living the Christian life, living a godly life in a time there is no godliness around us, but people will be attracted to Christ because of your conduct. As the Lord said, let your light so shine before men so they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So when the others see our good works, our good conduct, how we are different from the rest of the people around us, this will attract them to Christianity and will glorify God who is in heaven. Sometimes we say we are Christian, but our conduct and our behavior is totally away from the Christian principle. In this way, we cannot bear witness to God. So if you want to bear witness to God, bear it with your conduct. Number three, you can bear witness to God by prayer and by our worship. So in the, in the beginning, in the day of Pentecost, there were only 120 persons. Then after Peter preached the good news of salvation, the number increased from 120 to 3,000. And then after that, when they start to worship, and as we read in the book of Acts, they were continually in the temple, worshiping God, breaking the bread, which means communion, 
and praying together. God added to the church every day those who are saved. And we can see how the number increased in a very short time from 120 to 3,000 to 5,000. When we gather together and we pray, our prayer actually can shake heaven and earth. Our prayer can shake the stony hearts and make them ready to accept Christ. When an unbeliever enter into the community of the believers and see their dedication to prayer, their love to worship God, he, was, he is pierced in his heart and he will testify that God is in this place. When you visit a church in which all the believers are praying genuinely, you, when you just step inside the church, you can say, there is a spirit here. Uh, I feel the presence of God. Uh, I, I feel there is the awe of God is here, is existing here. So we can bear witness to God by our word, by our conduct, and by our prayer. Number four, by serving others. When actually we serve others, not only those who love us, but those actually, even those who hate us, like St. Paul when he said, if your enemy is hungry, go and feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. When we serve others, people would question why they are doing this. And the answer will be because Christ told this, them this. And this in itself is a testimony. In the story of St. Bakum, the father of the Kinonia. He was pagan, he was not a believer in Christ and he was like a captain in the army and he went to one of the cities in Upper Egypt and this city, all of them were Christian. So although this army was a non-Christian following a non-Christian government but the people received them, served them, and showed them love, generosity, compassion, support. So St. Bachum started to ask why they are doing this to us. And the answer was because their religion, their faith, their Christianity taught them to do this. And because of how they served him and his army, St. Bachum actually converted to Christianity. And St. Bachum became not only just a Christian, but a monk and a father of monastic right, the right of the fellowship Kinonia. So we can see here how by serving others, we can actually win people to Christ, win people to Christ. Number five, we can also bear witness for Christ by enduring persecution for the name of Christ. And the church differentiated between two groups. The people who endured persecution, but they were not killed. And people who endured persecution, but they were killed. The first group, they called them the confessor, which means they confessed their faith in Christ by enduring 
persecution. The second group, martyrs, which means they witnessed to God by shedding their blood. So we have the two groups. When we endure persecution, when we endure discrimination, and we react in a Christian way to this, this actually will send a message to the others that because of the sake of Christ, we are enduring this. It's easy to repay evil by evil. It is easy to rebel and to say it's wrong. It's easy. But when you endure in, in patience and in perseverance, this actually will testify for Christ, who was silent before those who were trying him, as we read in the prophecy of Isaiah, during the trial of our Lord Jesus Christ, he was silent. He did not defend himself. He accepted all the accusation and he accepted all the humiliation uh, with actually patience and perseverance. And the highest form of martyrdom, as I told you, it is the shedding of the blood. And the word martyr means witness. So we can witness to God by word, by our conduct and behavior, by our prayers and fellowship with one another, by enduring persecution for the name of Christ, by shedding our blood for the name of Christ, and also by serving others. So these are six forms all of us we can do in order actually to bear witness to Christ. But the Lord, when he said, and you will be witnesses of mine, he mentioned in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And we know that literally, uh, this verse is not meant literally. Doesn't mean that all of us will go to Jerusalem to bear witness for Christ there or go to Judea to witness for Christ there. So what, is, what does this mean in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, end of the earth? Jerusalem means your family, your family, your immediate family. You need to be a witness. If you are parents, you need to be witness to your children. If you are brother or sister, you need actually to be witness to the rest of the of the family, your immediate family. Before going other uh, outside, it's not right to preach others and we leave our own families. So we have responsibility toward our parents, our children, our siblings. We have this responsibility to be witness in Jerusalem. Then Judea is a, a wider circle than the immediate family. It is the extended family plus the neighbors plus the friends that we know. So your witness not limited to your immediate family, but also to the wider circle, which is the extended family, as well as your friends and your neighbors, uh, co-workers, everybody that you know and deal with them on a daily basis. And by the way, witness doesn't mean to convert a non-believer or a non-Christian to Christian, but it can be to another Christian who is not 
zealous in his spiritual life, who is not sincere in his spiritual life. You have a responsibility toward this person. And the third group, he said Samaria. And Samaria, as we know, there was enmity between Samaria and the Jews. But the Lord wants us also to be witness to Samaria. So means we are also witnesses to our enemies, to those who hate us, to those who does not like us. That's why the Lord told us, love your enemy. Pray for those who spitefully persecute you and abuse you and say all kinds of evil against you. So even our enemies, we need to go and witness to them. Witness by, as I said, our good conduct, by serving them, by showing them the Christian principles. And then the third dimension, as the fourth dimension, to the end of the earth. End of the earth means even to those whom we don't know. Neither our friends, neither our enemies, but people we don't know and maybe they did not hear the message uh, of uh, the gospel of salvation. That's why there are missions in uh, South America, there are missions in Africa, uh, and the Coptic Church sent missionaries to all these countries to preach the name of Christ. So we have responsibility toward our immediate family, our extended family and our friends and our neighbors, co-workers, responsibility to witness even to our enemies and even to those whom we don't know to the end of the earth. So basically, our witness would be for everyone. Our witness would be for everyone. And sometimes, just there are some people who are active missionary. They go and preach. But most of the Christians, just by living godly life, by living Christian life, their light will shine. And the people actually will know Christ from their behavior, from their conduct. Let your light shine before men so they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The last point, in order to be true witness of God, you cannot do it by yourself. You cannot just go leave, I will be witness. But you need to receive power from on high. As the Lord said today, don't worry about what you say, because in this time, the Holy Spirit will teach you what you should say. For I will give you mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. So in order actually to be witness, you have to have power from on high. So you need to have a strong relationship with God. You need to be connected with God. God will be abiding in your heart. And when God abides in your heart, His light will shine through you and will go and enlighten the whole world around you. Without receiving the power from on high, we cannot witness to Christ. So the Lord in the Gospel of today, He told us, yes, you will be persecuted, but don't worry, because it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. All of us who are called to bear witness of Christ. Let us dedicate this liturgy today to pray that God may give us power in order 
to live a godly life then to be able to go and preach the good news of salvation to everyone around us glory be to god forever and ever amen